So today, this morning, I'm glad you're here because I have a word today that uh, is really, it's vital for all of us to hear. It's vital because it's on the topic of managing your time in light of eternity. Managing your time in light of eternity. So this morning, the connection question was just that. What have you done this week in light of eternity? What have you done that you can say, this is gonna, uh, there's ramifications because of this decision I made today in eternity? You know, that, you don't need to raise your hand or say anything right now, but I want that to just dwell in your, in your heart right now. What have you done? And maybe you didn't do anything. Maybe that is throwing it back itself on you and saying, well, man, I need to step up my game and, and really say and start living and doing things that will impact eternity. Because how many know that your life here today, this little life that we live, it's not all about this life here on this earth. Amen? It's much bigger than this. And so I want to share a couple of things, first of all, that we have in common. Each of us here today have this number in common. 86,400. Does anybody know what that is? It's how many seconds in each day. Each of us have 86,400 seconds each day. How you manage that is all unique. You will manage it differently than I will. Wayne will manage it differently than Brother Ed and so forth. But you can never take it back. You can never grab it back. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. How many know that? Good and bad. And so again, each of us here have the same number of seconds, the same number of minutes, the same number of hours every single day. And if you're like me, sometimes you wish there were more. But no, thank God there isn't, because there's enough to do in one day. Amen? Amen. Now we can each manage those seconds each day, or those seconds will manage us. How many know that? If you don't learn to manage your schedule, your priorities, your schedule will manage you. And you will become a slave to your schedule, to your daily activities. Are you that person that never can get there on time? Don't raise your hand now. But you can bump that person next to you if that's the person that's never on time. You're always in the car waiting for that person. You're always, um, it's time to go and, you know, it's still another 20 minutes before you know you're actually heading out the door. Or are you that person that you're always on time? You're always punctual? You know, because we're all different. We're all unique. But here's the thing. Even though we have the same amount of seconds, minutes, hours every day, it seems that time can just slip away from us. Time is slipping away from us. remember that 1977 I remember I was still in diapers not but I remember that song Stephen Miller band just want to give props right there 
But you know what? That's so true. Time is slipping, 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 as the song says, into the future. And if we don't manage our time right, we can look back and say, oh man, what happened? I, I was wanting to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to go here. And we never get around to it because either our priorities aren't right we're, we're, not, we're consumed with something else in the moment. And I know that happens to all of us here. So this morning, I just want to speak to you on, on time, how it keeps on slipping, but having that eternal perspective of time. It's not all about this little life on earth that we're living. It's, it's not about this life, and I'm going to get into that here shortly. But I want to share with you that each day at work, like many of you, I'm at work all day long, and and I look forward to coming home. I look forward at the end of the day when I can come and see my beautiful wife, see my girls, and then just, you know, come to my house. Right? Anybody like that? You want to just, you know, work is great. Work pays you. It takes care of the bills. But at the end of the day, you look forward to this goal. And me, I, I typically leave at 5 o'clock every day or a little after. And I, I know at that point... I'm on my way home. I'm looking. I have a goal. It's to get home and then take care of the rest of the day that I have. And many of you have that goal as well, whether it's in your jobs, whether whatever it is that you do as retired people, there's a goal that you have. All of us should have goals. Amen? You know, a couple years ago, when I went to Israel, there was I put a clock ticker on my computer screen, and many of you have seen these little clock, these countdown clickers. And every day I, I put it on there, like three months before my trip. Every day I turned my computer on, it would say, you know, 55 days and 44 hours and yada yada minutes and seconds before my plane departed, because I was counting down. I was excited about that time. I was very much excited. And then when I went on that trip. You know, obviously you had a great time, educational and the whole bit. And then I started looking forward to coming home. Ever been on that vacation where you're looking forward to just coming home and putting your head on that pillow, your own pillow, and uh, just being home with your loved ones? And so I was looking forward. I was counting the hours down because that was a 19-hour flight for me from Israel back to San Francisco. It was a long flight, but I was counting those hours down, not to when that was over, but when I could be in my house with my family. Yeah. Amen. And this same attitude in the physical should be the attitude that we as born again believers have when we think about Jesus Christ and where we will ultimately reside in heaven. Amen? We should have that same attitude that we should be counting down, looking forward to that day when we will spend all of eternity. Everybody say eternity. 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 That's a word that you and I cannot even begin to grasp. We don't even know what that means. We can't even think, imagine what that word means. Because we live in this box that's, that's ruled by time. And in heaven, there will be no time there. There will be no clock, no, no night or day or hours or seconds. There won't be any, anything that will hold us to time like it does here on this earth. So as a born-again believer, we need to have the attitude that, Lord, I look forward to being in your presence. And that's why the connection question was asked this morning. What are you doing here in the here and now that impacts your eternity in light of eternity? Now I want you to re, uh, turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bible or electronic device this morning, um, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 3, 
Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 16 is what I want to read this morning and if you don't have your Bible I, I made it easy it's on your handout starting in verse 12 it says this this is the Apostle Paul speaking not that I have already attained or am already perfected but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. If in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that, Lord, you declare your truth through your word. This morning, I pray, God, that we would understand just a little of what you want us to understand in terms of, of eternity, of, of things and choices that we make here on this earth that have ultimate ramifications in eternity, not only for us as individuals, but for other people as well. So Lord, I pray this morning, give me boldness, give us ears to hear your word, Father, and that your word, which is anointed always, would be declared in all its truth. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Here's the thing what I want you to understand this morning. When we manage our time with an eternal perspective, it greatly impacts our life in the present. In the present, in the here and the now. Let me repeat that again. So when we manage our time with an eternal perspective, looking to the future, it greatly impacts our life here in the present. You're going to be making choices in light of eternity, when you have that understanding. Let me take a step back. When you don't have that understanding, you won't be making those choices in light of eternity. And that's what I want to remind you of this morning. But let me give you a little example here. Uh, illustration. Running track in high school, I know I've mentioned this before, but I used to be a sprinter in high school. I know you can't tell now, but you, when, you, when you're running track in, in, I don't care what distance, whether it's a sprint or, but in sprints specifically, you, you get in your lane, you know, and there's all sorts of things that can bother you. And I'm comparing this to your spiritual race. Each of us run a race. But you get in your lane. And in that process, there's people around you that are huffing and puffing and, and just trying to make a show of it all. They're trying to get in your head is what they're trying to do. They're trying to psych you out already. And you've got to block all those distractions out that are hitting at you from every side. You've got to get in your lane. You've got to focus on that finish line straight ahead. Uh, for me, it was easy. It was a hundred. It was a hundred-yard dash back then. It was no hundred meters. Okay, a hundred-yard dash back then, and and the two twenty and and all that good stuff. And but you got to focus. You're not focusing on the guy next to you. If you do, you might as well just step aside, let them run the race because you're already out of your zone where you need to be. You need to be focused intently on the goal at the end, which is the finish line. 
And do not allow distractions to affect you. You know, it could be the person next to you. It could be windy. It could be raining that day. You're still going to run. It could be noise, crowd noise. You still have to remain focused. And then here's the other thing when it comes to sprinting. When you're running and you're running, you never, ever, ever look back. The moment you look back, you just lost. A guy will pass you up right there. You lost your momentum and your stride in that process the moment you look back. What happened to Lot's wife? Remember the story? She looked back. She looked back. There was something back there, and that's a whole other message right there. But there was something else that she loved too much to leave and follow God's command. Amen? You can't look back. You have to remain focused on the goal. That's what Lot did. That's what his family did. But his wife didn't do that. She didn't remain focused on the goal. She made choices that affected her future. Choices in the present that affected her future. That's what happens to backsliders. They make choices that affect their future. That's what happens to any of us here if we're not careful. Amen. Now again, this isn't a reminder. I don't want to tell, tell you this so you can dwell on negative, negative mistakes or, or shortcomings in your life. I don't want you to become angry, bitter, depressed. The world does enough of a job on us to get us to that point. Wouldn't you agree with that? We're here to just remind you this morning. I'm here to remind you that God has a plan for you. And He wants to make you recognize that the decisions you make today in light of eternity are heavy, heavy. I like what my brother Ed says, hell ain't no joke. Heaven is real, hell is real. And, and that's the thing we have to understand. The other thing that we, we understand with our actions is, my actions will bring either reward or regret. Everybody say reward or regret. Right now, every one of you are thinking right now of some action that you did that brought either reward or regret. And all of us have gone through that. And we will continue to do that. But, you know, we want to minimize those regret mistakes, right? Because none of us here are perfect. So we're going to make mistakes. But that's why we have the Lord to help us go through that path, go through that um, issue of life. So again, going back to the connection question, that's the question I'm asking you today. What have you done this past week that matters in light of eternity? Have you done anything? Have you, have you spoken life into somebody else that doesn't know the Lord? Have you seen that homeless person in front of Safeway or in front of Rayleigh's or, and just gone up to him and said, you know what, Jesus loves you? Amen. Have you done something that will impact eternity? Or has it all been about you this week, here, in the here and now. Again, that's not a knock. Sometimes we get distracted and, and our eyes, need, we need to be reminded of the greater purpose. We need to walk always with the light of Christ shining through us. Amen? You know, here's the, here's the other thing that you may have done that would have prevented you from doing the things in light of eternity that we should be doing. You, should, you could have been like the, the screen, the statistic, spent three hours in front of the TV yesterday, and three hours in front of the TV the day before, and so on. That's the average time a person spends in front of the TV, three hours. Three hours. Times seven, 21 hours a week, times four. I mean, and then just multiply that out through a year. That's a lot of time spent that you can never get back. 
You can't get it back once it's spent. How many of you like me have wanted to get time back? That you wish you could have done something differently. Maybe said something differently, but once you've uttered something, it's out there. You cannot take it back. My actions will either bring reward or regret. Maybe it's not TV. Maybe it's in front of the computer. Maybe it's on social media. Whatever it is, you can't get that time back. You have to really learn to manage your time well. And why is that important this day and age? Because we're getting close to the coming of Jesus Christ, and He wants to have a church that's ready for Him without spot and wrinkle, is what the Bible says. Amen? We need to do our best and allow God to do the rest. Amen? And so again... I want to remind us real quickly here of time stealers. Uh, I'm big on trying to manage time. Uh, That's one of the things I I preach at work all the time is time commitments. One of the things is, uh, one of the big stealers is unclear priorities. Not being sure what the priority is. And if you're not sure, begin to write them down. I'm just amazed sometimes at what people tell me they, they do and I, well, you got a list or do you, do you have anything that, that shows you what you want to accomplish? Well, no, I, it's all up here. Well, let me tell you, that ain't going to work and it's not going to work. You have to declare it, write it down, hang it up, post it. It's got to be visible every day for you to see that, for you to remember that so, so that you can live it and accomplish those goals. So number one is be clear on what those priorities are. Have an understanding. Uh, when we come to church, at least with my family, we have clear priorities. My daughters, my wife, we each know what we expect of each other. I will never give my daughters, my children, anything more than what they should handle as a dad. I should never do that. So I'm, I'm very careful on when I give them things to do, but they do a great job, don't they? And, you know, the other thing too is that it's clear. So when we get here, there's no like, well, I thought you were going to do that. No, I thought you were going to do that. No, we're clear. And that's called communication, clear priorities. Another thing is to have, another thing is also uh, unclear expectations, You can't accomplish everything. You can't accomplish everything. I'm just here to tell you, it's not going to happen. You're a human being that's limited by time, by resources. It's great to, to think big, but you got to be clear, and you got to have clear priorities, and priorities that are realistic. Amen? Amen. Now, here's the other one that's a big one, too, is personal responsibility. Going back to each of us that have 86,400 seconds each day. What do you do with those seconds? I have the same amount of seconds my brother Wayne does, my brother Dan, and so forth. We each have the same amount of seconds. But what are you doing with those seconds during the day? Again, our actions will either bring reward or regret this morning. You know, uh, we can all become overwhelmed in life. Anybody ever felt that? You don't have to raise your hand because I know. Everybody here has. At times, you have become overwhelmed, and it just seems like you can't take any more of this. How many have been there, right? So, real, real quickly, I know this one minister. I know this one pastor. He was a pastor, I believe it was in Idaho, one of the states up there. And he got to this point. He had a church. And he got so overwhelmed with life and ministry and schedule and and working. One day he pulled into the church parking lot, 
got in the, uh, I believe it was the church vehicle, um, and then just wanted, and then went for a ride. He went for a ride. He just, you know, he thought he'd go for a ride, but he was consumed. He was just, he was really depressed, and, and just a lot of things on his plate. But the problem was, he kept driving. Soon he went out of his town, then he's past his county, then pretty soon he's out of the state. He was still driving. And he didn't know where he was going to stop. He kept driving till he was like three or four states away. And all of a sudden, they put him on, on, on the media at that time. There was no social media. There was no Twitter, Facebook, or any of this years ago. But he was on, remember those shows, Evening Magazine, and some of these shows that would come on. And it was basically the first tabloid magazine on, on the air. And he was on those. He was on the news. They were searching for this minister. They didn't know what had happened to him. They just knew the vehicle was missing. And so finally, I think it was three days later, he calls one of his relatives. And here he was, he was a married man. I mean, the whole bit. The, the church, the pastor of a, of a successful church. But the emotions and everything of what he was in charge of had come upon him like a ton of bricks and just weighed him down where he felt the only thing he could do was escape. Ever feel that way? You don't have to raise your hand. Some of us, that thought may have crossed our minds, but of course we don't act upon that. But in this case, he did. They found him three days later. Somebody flew down there, drove him back, brought him back, and then he had to step away from his ministry, obviously, and get the, the, the help that he needed at that time. But I'm just sharing that with you because life does that to us. It can beat us up to the point that we give up. But we always have to keep in mind the focus is on the end, the finish line. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When we allow all these other distractions to weigh down on us, we lose sight of what we're running for, where we're running. Amen? We have to remain in Him. Again, our actions will bring either reward or regret. And I want to show you another illustration here. And this illustration I first saw... Uh, years ago, and it's a great illustration on why eternity, why our decisions that we make here in light of eternity are so important. Check this out. Anybody know what I'm going to do? Jump. Good. Yeah. I'm not going to jump rope. <laughs> double dutch? Not even double dutch. See this rope? We're going to do an illustration right now. This is your life right here. Pretend this rope goes forever. It's eternity. It's endless. It goes all the way out there and circles this universe. But this little red part right here, this portion, is your life here on earth. Okay? This is eternity. This is eternity. Hundreds, thousands, millions of years. Eternity. Not 60 years, not 70 years, not 80 years, not 100 if you're blessed, but millions of years. Eternity. Everybody say eternity. Eternity. Here's what's crazy. People get caught up in living and making decisions here because we were all going to make decisions here in this space right here that affect eternity. But here's where we get caught up. Many of us, if we're not careful, we live our life so that when we get to this spot right here, 
We can enjoy those vacations. Or we can enjoy that 401k. We can enjoy life. Because I've had to work hard and I can't enjoy life until I get to this spot right there. You hear me how crazy that is? That's crazy. They're, they're neglecting this portion here, which is eternity, because they're so wrapped up and consumed in this right here. Don't be that person. Don't... You're here today because you believe in a God that loves you. You believe in a God that has a plan and a purpose for you. Don't get caught up that this world, this earth, this job, this daily existence that you have right now is all there is to it. Because believe me, hell ain't no joke. Heaven is real. And one of these days, the, 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 the decisions you are making here on this earth bring ultimate satisfaction in eternity, right? In light of eternity. That's how we need to be making choices here. You know, if you're, if you're 50 plus my age, you know, hopefully you're like right here in the middle somewhere. And again, none of us know where this rope ends, where, where our little red portion ends. It could end today. None of us know that. You don't have tomorrow promised. I've shared that story with you about my son. He was 20 years old. He thought he had, and just like all of us, a lifetime ahead of him. He didn't know at 20 years of age he was going to be called home. Don't live today to gratify just yourself here on this earth. Now again, there's nothing wrong with having things, enjoying this life. What I'm trying to tell you is don't ignore eternity just so this area here on this earth in this here and now so you can so you can have what's the blessings of life here don't ignore eternity for that amen 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 Amen. i love that illustration because and i love that because it's a brand new rope i get to use that now but that just identifies and points to me and it should point to each of you the importance of making good choices for yourself and for your family. How many mothers and fathers here want to make good choices for your kids, right? Every one of you. I've yet to meet a parent that will tell me, oh, I don't, I don't care about my kid. I, I, don't want, I don't want to make any good choices for him. I could care less. I've yet to meet that person. I mean, there might be some out there, but I've yet to meet that person. Every parent I've ever met wants to make great choices for their children. God wants you to make great choices yourself. Amen? You know, some people never make decisions based upon eternity. And that's really my point here with this rope. They just make choices based on this life. Because they're just looking at this life. Which the Bible declares is just a a whisper, a, a vapor. And it's gone like that. That's how short life is. Many of you, when I, when I mentioned my son, I'm sure many of you know other young people that have passed away. Our guest speaker last week had a young child that had passed away, I believe at uh, age of four, four years of age. So to, to hear those stories, again, none of us have tomorrow promised. We live today in all its fullness, and we do the best we can. And I, and I always tell you this, none of us are perfect. We live in an imperfect world, but thank God we have the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, to direct us, to allow us to make right choices. Amen? Amen. Lifestyle decisions 
are made with no care for eternity in this world that we live in. Some people only live for the here and now. But they are sadly mistaken because one day they will face an eternal God at a judgment seat. Amen. I was watching last night uh, before I went to bed. I was watching this atheist group because they just fascinate me. Atheists just fascinate me. I really, they really do. Um, all it takes is for me to go to Yosemite, go to one of these beautiful places, see the beauty of nature. And you tell me there's no God? I, it just fascinates me. So anyways, there, there's this group that's talking, and they're mocking Christianity. And I'm just watching this. It was a YouTube presentation. Watching this and just really amazed and thinking to myself, these, these poor people are going to face a judge at the end of their life, and there won't be any mocking then. Exactly, because hell ain't no joke. Their decisions that they're making right now are going to bring regret to their spiritual walk. And we have to be very careful with our decisions that we make. I'm here to tell you, think when you make those choices in your life, how can this impact eternity? Can it? Not everything will, but a lot of things can make an impact in eternity. Amen? So the question again this morning is, what are you doing today, this week, this month, that will affect your eternity? Are you making positive choices, or are there some things you need to manage better? I want you to uh, turn with me again in your Bible, Philippians chapter 3. We're going to read the following verses, uh, verses 17 through 20. Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 through 20. It's also on your outline. It says this, verse 17, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He, he says so much here. I'm going to touch on a little bit here. But Paul basically is saying, imitate me, follow me, follow me. I say to you this morning, follow me and Anna and my girls as we follow Christ. Not because I'm perfect, not because they're perfect, not because Anna's perfect, but because we're following Christ. Follow me. As I follow Christ, that really should be your battle cry today when you meet somebody. When you're speaking life into them, you tell them, follow me as I follow Christ. Why? Because we're doing what Paul said, imitate me. And that's a heavy responsibility, amen? It's a heavy responsibility, you know, to, to try to live up to that. And again, I harp, harken back to you can't be perfect. And when you fail, pick yourself up. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Help me. Give me strength. Give me the courage. Give me the words to say. So is that you today, this morning? Are you walking step in step with God's Word? Don't be like those born-again believers, but they deny it through their actions and lifestyle. 
the Word of God is clear. It's very clear that, and we just read the scripture, they serve their belly. The Bible declares these, these people that have a faith in God, but they're there to just serve their belly, their um, desires, their appetite. Their focus is on that little red section that I had on that rope, that little tiny bit. That's their focus. It's not on eternity, but it's on this life right here in the here and now. Don't let that just be your sole focus. It's got to be much bigger than this. You see, the Word of God tells us by their fruits you shall know them. Amen? We shall know them because, let's face it, an apple tree gives apples. An orange tree gives oranges. oranges. A born-again believer pours into or pours out Jesus to this world. Amen? That's what each of us should be doing. A born-again believer also makes choices in light of eternity. Amen? Amen. So, this morning in closing, which one are you today? Which one are you today? Have you made up to serve God with all of your heart? Have you asked God to help you make choices in light of eternity? Or do you still struggle and think that this life is all about this, this world right now? This little, this little piece right here. It's much bigger than that. Eternity is forever. Everybody say that with me. Eternity is forever. Don't be self-centered, people. Don't be self-centered and think it's all about you. Because it's not. It's not about me. It's not about my wife, my children. It's not about our church. It's about God. It's all about Him and eternity. Don't be caught up thinking that these 86,400 seconds are all there is to your life today. That that's all there is. There's no great plan. There's no purpose. There's no desire of God for you today. Don't be sadly mistaken like these atheists are, like these people that would even come to church and just go through the motions. There's never any change, any transformation in their life. Time is one thing you can never replace, okay? Once it is spent, you can never recover it. Once it's spent, you can never recover it. Much like when I would run sprints and run races, I could look back and say, man, I, sh- I-, I had a terrible jump out of the, out of the starting blocks. Or I-, I shouldn't have let that guy next to me affect me. No, once it's over, it's over. I just need to zip it because I can't get it back. All I can do is focus the next time and do a better job next time. Focus on that finish line. Amen? Time is either going to be a blessing to you or it's going to be a curse. It's going to be a blessing or it's going to be a curse. Time is of the essence today. Time is of the essence today. Let's you and I use that time wisely for God. Amen? Amen. Let's use those 86,400 seconds you have today that are already winding down for today and you'll get a whole new set tomorrow. Let's use them. For the glory of God. Let's begin to make choices and decisions that will impact not just this little section of life here, but eternity. Amen? Pour out Jesus into your family members that don't believe. Pour out Jesus into them. May you be able to tell them, follow me as I follow Christ. But if you can't tell them that because of the way you're living then you need to start 
from scratch and say, Lord, help me today. Help me to make choices today in light of eternity so that I can tell somebody, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen? Amen. Again, the question is, what have you done this past week that matters in light of eternity? Do you want to get in this race and run it the right way? That's, that's another challenge at you today. Do you want to run it the right way? Don't be like Lot's, life, Lot's wife and look back. Don't look back. Keep marching forward. Look at the finish line. Keep focusing on the goal. Jesus. Jesus is my goal. Heaven is my desire. And, and watch the Lord just begin to pour out His favor on you. Everywhere you go. You go here, He pours out His favor. You go over here, He pours out more of His favor. It doesn't matter that, that the social economic structure here is poor, He's still going to pour out His favor upon you because you follow Him. How many know that's true? Amen?